and Graham Lodz. Sequence time. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engines running. Commit liftoff. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Friday edition of SWAT Radio. I'm David Gray, along with my good friend Brad Sykes. And as always, uh, when we are together, we are, and as Brad and Doug are always as well, we're glad you're listening uh, here on SWAT Radio as we come to you live from Jacksonville on September, what, 22nd? Is today the 22nd or 21st? Uh, yeah, it is, actually. I guess we're, I guess we're officially <laughs> done with summer. You wouldn't know it here in Jacksonville, but no, I guess although, we're... Although it's been nice in the morning. Yeah, it has. Um, you can feel a hint of uh, a hint of coolness or, yeah. or drier air, let's put it that way, <laughs> yeah. seeping in. Uh, and sorry if I seem winded. I, I was running a bit late here, so uh, I, I love the fact you said you could cover it for about five minutes. Yeah, you're, you're winded, and what the folks can't see is that I'm sweating profusely. <laughs> Thinking that you might not make it in by uh, on time, but no, yeah, I could have done about five minutes, and then I would have been uh, into some, uh, you know, stolen comedy routines and Which you, Seinfeld you, trivia <clears throat> and things like that. With all due respect, you, you are very good at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm really uh, good at useless information. That's what that I can remember. Lots of useless uh, information, but uh, how you doing, man? I'm okay. Good. How are you? Yeah, good. I. Uh, I had a, uh, well, I, as you probably know, I'm, Friday mornings are kind of busy. I, I do this uh, Jacksonville Business Fellowship. Have you ever, you ever come yeah, to Yeah, I've that? been a couple times. Yeah, yep. anyway, I was very involved down there, and uh, we had a great turnout this morning. We had, so yesterday, we had our Jacksonville, the Northeast Florida Christian Chamber of Commerce uh, monthly luncheon. What's, what's really cool about yesterday and uh, is... By the way, if you're interested and want to know more about the Northeast Florida Christian Chamber, go to neflchristianchamber.com. You can check it out there. But uh, anyway, we had a, we had an event yesterday at Murray Hill Theater called Chamber Chats. So it's kind of a TED Talk. Mm. But we what we did is we got about uh, we got five different speakers uh, from different segments of the community uh, talking about faith, talking about uh, development, real estate development, or general economic development we talked about schools education we talked about uh health care and uh anyway and we talked about government had clay yarborough one of our uh elected officials from tallahassee over and uh, it was it was fantastic Mm. but uh anyway so then this morning uh at the jackson business fellowship we had a couple people that were at that event yesterday who who came for this morning so they came as a result of hearing about it? Yeah, I mean, we, we, yeah. it's really just kind of off the cuff saying, hey, what are you, are you busy tomorrow? Come on down to the Jacksonville Business Fellowship. Nice. And uh, so anyways, it was, it was great. I, Were you teaching I, this morning? I was not teaching. In fact, we are working through, if you're not familiar with a, a Campus Crusade, which is now called Crew, mm-hmm. developed a program called Sent 6-7, and it's taken from Acts chapter 6, verse 7. It's The idea is really that... And we, you and I talk about it. It's part of what we do here on Friday Friday afternoons is, uh, you know, discipleship takes place in a lot of different ways. I mean, we can go to church on Sunday, sit in a pew, sit in a chair, sit in the gymnasium, wherever it is. Yep. We can hear the gospel. We can hear a good message. And that that is a form of discipleship. It's information. Right. 
then you've got Sunday school classes, you've got small groups, you've got one-on-one. But what we've seen over the years is as, you know, we've got great seminaries, we've got great pastors who are well-trained, mm-hmm. they are articulate, they're, they've got charisma, they, they, they tend to, they've been trained in how to preach and proclaim the Word of God. And we, as, you know, I hate to say it, as consumers can sit back and just consume mm-hmm. and forget that God has called us to actually, we are priests. Right. We are, right. as First uh, Peter 2, nine yeah. says, we're a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of God's own possession. So that our pastor will proclaim? Yep. No, so that we will proclaim the excellencies of right. him. So Sense 6-7 really is an equipping uh, ministry to help people grasp the word of god engage in the people that god has sovereignly planted around them so recognize who that is they call that that an oikos map Mm. we can talk about that later but an oikos map is basically hey david i want you to just consider who has god put in your life right it may be in your jerusalem maybe in your judea maybe in your samaria maybe you know across the globe but who has God put in your life? Who would know? You know, if you picked up the phone and called them, they would know you. Mm-hmm. And so, maybe a neighbor across the street. Right. Anyway, so the idea is that we we are aware of those people. We're praying for those people. We're praying that we would have an opportunity to care for them when the time comes, and then that God would open up a door for us to share with them. Right. And that we wouldn't necessarily say, "Hey, come with me to church," even though that's fine. But that we would be equipped yeah. to proclaim the gospel. Right. I think that inviting someone to church, inviting someone to SWAT is a great entry mm-hmm. into going in the direction that you're talking about. <clears throat> it's a great way to maybe break the ice in a way that, <clears throat> I hate to put it this way, but maybe in a way that isn't quite so threatening to someone right. who isn't sure about, you know, or, or who might be less comfortable in a one-on-one or small group situation, right? And that we invite somebody to church, we invite somebody to SWAT, we invite somebody to a men's breakfast, and then that becomes a doorway through which we can take them into a into a a, a more of a discipleship or a smaller group type mm-hmm. uh, discipleship situation. I look back at my life and I and I think about you know I've been in church since I was a little kid, brought up in the church, been in youth groups, been in you know, but where are the places where I feel like I've been discipled most effectively and where in turn I've been able hopefully to, to, Mm -hmm. to, to be a disciple maker and to disciple others. And there's no question that it's been in some one-on-one relationships and it's been in small group type situations. So whether it's, um, you know, I hope, being old school, right? I would refer to it as like adult Sunday school. Mm-hmm. And we have a group right now at church. It's about, it's like eight to 10 people, a few couples. And, right. and those are the, those are the environments and scenarios where people can stop and ask questions and you can have a discussion. And out of those kinds of groups, as you well know, you, you and I have talked about this and we're, we experience it comes, Hey, why don't we go play golf tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Why don't you come? Let's go meet for lunch. Right. Let's meet for breakfast. And, right. and and I know you do a lot of this. And and um, so for me, over the years, that 
it's it's for me it's the larger to the smaller. Yes. Yeah. Right? That's right. The and, and and I remember I don't know if it was a John Eldridge book or somebody else, but an author writing once that I read, you know, of course we go to church. We we go to church for a lot of reasons. We go to worship, hmm. we go to be equipped, to your point. We go to to hear the the gospel, to hear the Bible preached. Right. We go to fellow you know, we go to fellowship with one another. It's that vertical and horizontal yes, reconciliation right. mm-hmm. that we have because of Jesus. Um, but in a church service, you can't generally put your hand up in the middle of the sermon and say, what do you mean by that? Yeah, I've tried. It doesn't work. Right. <clears throat> and, and, or, nor will most people say, you know, how you doing, Bob? Hey, great, Dave. I've, I've got this demon of addiction sitting on my shoulder. Uh, you know, would you mind, uh, you know, people aren't going to say that right. sitting next to you in a pew generally. Right. But no. in a smaller one-on-one or small group situation, they are. No and, question. And, and, and when they learn, and anyway, I don't mean to rattle off no, about that, I mean, but those are, I, I think, to your point, those are the kinds of opportunities that we can look for to, to make it a smaller setting yeah. from the larger, mm-hmm. which is what you're doing. Well, we, I came out of the Bible study this morning and uh, met a new guy who was there. Hey, you want to go grab a cup of coffee? Even though we'd had coffee, I said, you you got time. Let's go do that. And right. it, it was great. I mean, I got to spend some time with him, get to know yeah. him for a while. Well, while I was there at this coffee shop, I get a text from my good friend Jeff. Jeff said, hey, what are you doing at 2 o'clock? And I said, well, I'm gonna, I've am gonna i got radio at 3. He goes, is there any way you could drop by Topgolf? I want you to meet somebody. I said, sure, yeah, I should have time. I almost didn't make it because I almost wanted to play golf too bad. <laughs> anyway, I show up and uh, – he introduces me to two guys that he invited to go play top golf with that go to his church. One guy is a believer, the other guy is not, mm-hmm. or at least he doesn't think. Because as he introduced me and that guy got up to hit balls, Jeff came to me and said, Hey, just this guy, I don't, you know, super yeah. nice guy. Right. Doesn't, I don't think he knows the Lord. Right. But he's open. He's, you know, yep. he's, he's, he's willing to chat. Yep. And I thought, yeah. He came back, sat down next to me. And uh, we just got to talking about each other in our lives. And I said, hey, let's get together sometime. Yeah. Yep. Like, great. And, I'm the, not, and I don't do that in a manipulative way. Right. I genuinely want to get uh, to know absolutely. the guy. You know? Absolutely. Right. <clears throat> so and it's your hope and prayer that they'll come to know Christ. Yeah. But if they don't, you're not going, oh, it wasn't worth meeting them. You still want to, you know, it's, it's, you still value the relationship absolutely. and want to, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. It might take years. Ab- absolutely. You know? uh, so. Well, and that's part of this since six, seven, it's the idea that you look at this Oikos map, these people that God has put in your life. Mm-hmm. And if we are to be trusted or we're to be stewarding over the gospel, then we ought to be aware of those around us who may not know him. Yeah. And don't always assume because they go to church that they know him. Right. You, you and I both have experienced that personally. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I, I, what we always say is build a relationship and then say, you know, someday I'd love to get together with you and hear your story. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got a story. Right. And everybody right. loves to tell their story. Right. 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 And yeah. so it's not about, uh, presentation it's about a conversation mm, that's right so oftentimes we viewed the gospel as wow i gotta really know how to share the gospel i gotta have my powerpoint <laughs> exactly. slides right right people are not your project yeah they are god's project right right <laughs> and we're not going to convert anybody that's right. but how cool is it that we get the opportunity to be the stewards of the gospel yeah. in declaring it to people whether we know they're they're saved or that we don't know yeah. uh, it doesn't matter yeah. i'm excited to tell anybody about that if 
the the opportunity presents itself. Yeah. Be ready in season and out. I'm glad you're bringing that up. That's convicting to me because I confess that there's you know oftentimes where I might be talking to my neighbor who I've known for 20 years, mm-hmm. and he knows he knows what I believe. I mean, he he, right. he well, he would probably say I'm religious. Sure. Um, but I've you know, and I've invited him here and there to a couple things, but but too often. I'm not thinking about when I'm talking to him, I should really try to sit down with him and, and, and deepen that relationship and, and look for an opportunity to yeah. to share the gospel. Yeah. I, well, I mean, full confession, I, I don't, yeah. I've lived on the same street for 23 yeah. years. I've got about 14 neighbors. Yeah. I know most of them. Yeah. Um, I have shared the gospel with a couple, yeah. um, but it, it's kind of like, and I think this is part of our problem is we're so busy going here, 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 and mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. that you know our closest neighbors the people on our oikos we yeah. don't even think about them isn't oikos a yogurt a greek yogurt? sounds like it doesn't it <laughs> It should be it should be well we're gonna we're gonna take a break here coming up in a minute but i i appreciate you bringing those things up i i think the word that's coming into my head is intentional absolutely I, 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 just like yeah. right you think about it we, we always use exercise as an analogy but think about exercise you're not going to lose weight and get in shape by thinking it's just going to happen, you have to be intentional. No doubt, and and yeah. and you have to set aside time and have a plan, and 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 it's the same with this. It's will will sometimes things just kind of pop up conversations. Sure, God brings those about, yep. and they seem random to us. But on the other hand, most of the time, it's going to be to your point. Hey, let's go get coffee. Let's have a conversation. Yeah, I, let me hear your story. I'd yeah. love to. Yeah, that's yeah. intentional. Absolutely, so, anyway. absolutely. We're going to take our first break of the afternoon here on SWAT Radio. Our number is 844-777-7928. We are going to start talking about the introduction to uh, Doug's teaching on the Gospel of Mark that we're starting in SWAT, and we will be right back after this break. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Joshua 1.9 states, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Highway to Eternity Ministries is dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope. The ministry seeks to serve those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share the encouraging testimonies of lives that have been transformed through God's power and grace. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175 or visit www.highwaytoeternity.com. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a proud sponsor of SWAT Radio. 91 FM, The Truth. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles, 
SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes. Glad that you are with us. This may actually be the first day of fall. I don't. That's I don't what know. I think. My wife told me that I, as I was I, heading I think out the it door. Is. It was either yeah. yesterday or it's today. It's usually right around this time of year. But I, and I've been here for 25 years in the Jacksonville area. But I and I still marvel at you know when you grow up in the Northeast, everything is so defined. The calendar is so defined by the changes in weather. So yeah, when it's Labor Day, the in Massachusetts, the shadows are getting longer. The days are shorter. The air starts to feel different, man. You know, you just know the summer's over and fall is starting. And, you know, you may get some warm days in September. But I remember when I first moved here and all of a sudden it would be Halloween. Yeah. And I'd say, how is that possible? The weather is exactly the same, you know, <laughs> as it's been all summer pretty much. So, Well, my, uh, my son, who my youngest son, who is married, lives in new york city yeah I, i've been going back and forth with them over the last couple of weeks because it started getting getting a little chillier mm -hmm. there yeah. I mean, chilly yeah. not really chilly but yeah. cooler for right. sure right and it, it falls definitely yeah. in in uh in manhattan and, and <laughs> but it has not made it way, its way down well here it's funny because years ago growing up you know and of course when you grow up in that environment you don't know anything else oh, but, exactly. I, but i can remember that even as a teenager you know labor day would come and even in august that the you could tell the light was different in the afternoon and you're going, oh man, summer's over. And when you live in a place that has a harsh winter, yeah, you value the summer so much. I mean, you and I right. laugh about golf. When my wife first moved to Massachusetts, she was like, why does everybody talk about the weather? And then she lived there for a while and she understood that, you know, you don't get that many great summer days. Yeah. It's a very <clears throat> short window. Um, no, exactly. But here, here, it's just the opposite. When the fall rolls around, I feel like, oh, great, that, you know, the heat's over and the nice, really nice weather's coming. And uh, anyway, hey, we haven't done this for a while. I wanted to just throw this in there. But I remember there was a time where maybe yeah, it didn't last that long, but we were doing, you were doing especially, you'd come in with some good news on Friday, know, right? Right? good news Fridays. Yeah. And because sometimes we talk about things that are going on in the culture and usually it's something negative about the culture and, 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 kind of how we are to respond as believers or what the Bible has to say about it. And those are always, I think, for me, they're always good conversations. But sometimes it's fun just to to take something light. And uh, I saw a story. I was going to say, I hope you're bringing it because yeah. I don't have no, it. No, <laughs> I have one. This is, this is, this is just a minor thing. But, uh, uh, well, near and dear to your heart. So a high school football game in Waco, Texas. Love it. I'm already on board. It's already a viral video, apparently. Small, relatively small stadium and field. Uh, team score, high school team scores a touchdown. They line up to kick the extra point, and there's a you know just a chain link fence behind the end zone, and there's right. a road going by the end of the the end of the uh, field. There, the road comes up right away, and the, there's no net, and the kid kicks the extra point. He booms it right through, and it and it goes right into the open window of a passing car. And no the, and way. The car, and somebody filmed this. Yeah, somebody got it on video because they were filming the uh, extra point, probably the kid's parents. And uh, But it goes right into the car window, and so they, they're calling that the greatest reception 
in Texas high school football history. So there you go. There's our so look that up. Look, you know, extra point lands in moving car. I'm oh, sure you'll find funny. it, but I got a big kick out of that, that story. Is funny. So, anyway. That's funny. Um, hey, so wanted to real quickly <clears throat> uh, already had already had a text about Oikos is a is a yogurt. <laughs> Yeah, so, I knew it was. My wife buys it. Yeah. I just said, Oikos aside from being a popular brand of yogurt is a word infused with a great deal of meaning, hope, and promise. While in the Bible, it can mean a house, uh, as in an inhabited house, home, any building, whatever, uh, any dwelling place, or descendants, I'm using it in the t- in the sense of all the persons forming one family of a household. And so, anyway, <clears throat> and the idea of oikos, just so anybody who was listening to us in that first segment, it's the idea that when you share the gospel with somebody, let's just say you, you meet somebody today, you, 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 pull, you, you actually do what we just talked about doing. Hey, I'd love to get coffee with you and hear about your story. You don't know whether that person is chosen by god mm-hmm. right right you don't know that he's actually potentially or maybe even already a brother in christ yeah. right and so the oikos idea is that as you think about people um who would you like to have in your family you know who would you like to see come to christ and so that's the idea mm-hmm. that as you think about people that god has put uniquely in your life whether it's a neighbor a child a, a family member uh somebody you work with you don't really know whether or not God has elected, chosen, yeah. predestined that yeah. person to come to Christ. Right, right. Uh, but what a cool opportunity it is that we might begin to write those names down, yeah. begin to pray for them, yeah. begin to look for opportunities to care for them. Most of us know, in fact, I don't want to prod into your your family business, but you're leaving to go out of town to go see your wife who's been out of town for a while mm-hmm. because she's been caring for her, her mother, right? right? Yes. Okay, so... Who is in your life in the next five years that God may give you an opportunity to care for? Mm-hmm. And that in caring for them, we put on display right. the goodness, the love, the care, the grace, the mercy that God extended to us right. so that maybe, maybe this is somebody who God has chosen. Yeah. And and I, not that I want to, you know, this is not today's program is not on election and predestination. <laughs> oh come on, we don't ha- we it. don't have our notes together for that today. But <laughs> but your point, just to to go on to that a little bit. Often the argument about that is, and I think the Bible is full of the teaching of election mm-hmm. and predestination. Again, that's another another conversation. But sometimes the response to that, or the argument, the human argument against that, is well, then why? Why should we evangelize if God already knows who he's elected? Right. And you just hit on it. Because we don't. Yeah, that's right. We don't. And because sharing the gospel and disciple making is God's chosen vehicle yeah. of how the gospel gets passed along and and, and transmitted, if you will, yeah. to people. Yes, God elects and God chooses and he knows, but we don't. And I think that caring for people and the discipleship and the sharing the gospel and all of those things in many ways are as much for us as they are for the person receiving that care and that sharing because God changes us. It's that Romans says his goal is to conform us to the image of the likeness of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Well, 
when we share the gospel, when we care for people, is that like Jesus? Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, it is. And so he's making us more like Jesus. And so the whole chosen vehicle of his that we that that people would come to faith, like the Bible says, through the hearing and the preaching, the preaching and the hearing yeah. of the word, and that can be in as you said earlier, a pastor in front of a thousand people, or it can be a single kingdom priest. That's right. Who's with her mother, caring for her mother. You know, it's the same idea. Mm-hmm. It's it's the words are being spoken. The actions are supporting the words, yeah. Yeah. and you know, it, it, it's it's uh and it's and it's a good thing we're not responsible. Boy, because isn't that the truth? And we go back to what yeah. I was saying earlier, and that is. I'm so up and down yeah. and fickle yeah. in how I how I share, and uh, but God isn't. You know, you know it's, it's one of these things that's just mind blowing to me. I mean, this is, uh, <clears throat> I think, and I don't remember when or where my head kind of got wrapped around this idea, but it blew my mind that in God's uh, sovereign purposes, He has allowed us as His children to co-labor in the gospel Mm. that i mean in a very 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 pale comparison it would you're you're a huge sports guy what's your favorite sports team oh well it's any of any of the the celtics the red sox or the patriots okay let's just say the patriots for now even though they're owing two. so imagine you're sitting on you're you're in the stands uh you're a fan huge fan you know but what if you get invited from being a fan to being a part of a family? Mm-hmm. You get invited to come down on the field, suit up, put I, put your pads on, and grab a seat on the bench. Now, I, wait a minute. I'm yeah. thinking, you know, I'm thinking of our good friend Brian Andrew, who got invited to hit a shot on 17 in a celebrity tournament there at Sawgrass. <laughs> exactly. He got called out of the gallery. Exactly. So, that's well, another story. We'll have Brian tell well, that. One can of you days. imagine? You, you are you are one of the biggest fans. Right of the new england patriots they recognize you in the stand they choose you among the eighty-nine thousand people there you come down they take you to the locker room they suit you up they bring you out they you you got a place on the bench all of a sudden the coach looks to you and says we're gonna win this game but we want you in the game and then let me ask you how quick are you running on that field? I thought you were going to ask me, how quick would you be in concussion protocol? <laughs> <laughs> the answer is immediately. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah. But you'd, be, you'd I, take that I'm concussion. I'm sorry. I'm ruining your analogy <laughs> no, with my bad jokes. You, you would take the concussion, though, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and the reality is, as well, we're in the family, yeah. we're, we're going to have some concussions, probably. Yeah, and that's that's right. But, but what a what a... What a glorious thing that we get to yeah. partake in. I think in. that you said it's a pale analogy, and maybe it is, but it's a good analogy. I think it, from a human standpoint, that's a good analogy. Yeah. It really is. that, And we don't, you know, again, it, as a kid, you did it, right? Every kid who loves sports did this in your backyard. I'm in my driveway shooting baskets. Three, two, <laughs> let it go. Yeah. It's good. It just won the game. For me, you it know. was the 10-foot putt to right. win the Masters. Right. Yeah. I, did, yeah. I just you know hit a home run to win the World Series or yeah. whatever it was. But we don't – you're right. We don't tend to think of it with that kind of excitement yeah. that we are co-laborers for the gospel. And, and what's and what's coming? Oh, my God. And what's coming? The, the victory is already done. Yeah. 
Yeah. This isn't, uh, hey, we're inviting you in. We may or may not win. No, it's one. Yeah. Jesus yeah. said it, it, and he breathed his last breath. It is finished. Victory has been had. Come join us. Stop being a fan and get in the game. Mm. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. We're going to take a break here at the bottom of the hour for the news on SWAT Radio. We're glad you're with us. Give us a call at 844-777-7928. We are, when we come back, going to talk about, uh, start to introduce the Gospel of Mark and Doug's teaching on that. And uh, we will be right back after the news. Stay with us. fresh hope in your busy day. History was made in 1912 by the sinking of the Titanic. More than 1,500 people lost their lives in this horrific tragedy. Part of the reason for this was that the Titanic only had enough lifeboats for one half its passengers. In an attempt to prevent panic, no one was told to go to the boat deck and board the lifeboats. Fortunately, God doesn't leave us to fend for ourselves. He has already provided a way for us to be saved through Jesus Christ. The best known verse in the New Testament is John 3.16. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. This Hope Minute was brought to you by Hope for the Heart. To learn more, go to hopeminute.org. Expect some delays because of a crash on I-95 southbound at the ramp to Atlantic Boulevard blocking the left lane. Also, there's another accident on I-95 northbound before Monroe Street. And there's a broken down vehicle on the West Beltway 295 northbound at the ramp to Pritchard Road. Mostly clear tonight, low 62. Saturday will start the weekend sunny, high 87. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm AJ. back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes. And we are here from live from Jacksonville today on Friday, the September 22nd. And uh, we've been talking about a variety of things here in the first couple <coughs> segments. but uh, And on the break. <laughs> yeah, but a lot about, about uh, you, the idea of oikos and the idea of uh, kind of thinking about who's in your sphere of influence and who do you know and and, and looking for opportunities with those people to, to share and to make disciples. And Brad used that great analogy before the break about uh, how excited we'd be if we got picked <laughs> to go in uh, out on the court or out on the field or on the golf course, you know, at our favorite tournament or in our fa- for our favorite team. And yet uh, we don't get most of the time that excited about being called by God to be, to be part of uh, co-laboring, as you put it in the yeah. gospel. So. Yeah. And I think as we look at Mark, and <clears throat> I'm excited about this study, um, 
Doug kind of highlighted one verse in particular, and I'll bring that out here just a second. But when you think about <clears throat> this opportunity to co-labor in the gospel, that you, you know, in, in my very weak and pale analogy of being chosen out of the stands, you, you're a fanatic in the stands. You're a fan uh, for your team, but that doesn't. That's not where Jesus wants us. Mm. Uh, he wants us out of the fans. Yeah. He wants us, you know, come out. He draws us to himself, and he puts us to work. Mm-hmm. We have a purpose. That we, you know, and so often, unfortunately, today, and and I would be in that category for a certain period of my uh, life where <clears throat> um, I was perfectly comfortable sitting in the pews, absolutely, uh, getting yep. the information, yep. man, taking notes. I, you ought to see my Bible. It's packed that, with notes. Right. I, I was the same way. That that's what being a Christian is about. Yeah. Being yeah. being well well informed and believing. And, and, it. In fact, that is my wife's testimony. Hmm. Uh, she could she boy she knew the Word of God. She could quote it, pray it, you know, you name yeah. it. She knew it. She could yeah. tell you where to go to find it. Yep. Yeah. And what she what she ultimately came to the knowledge just in prayer one morning, not audibly from the Lord, but she sensed from the lord you know all about me but you don't know me Mm. and at Mm -hmm. that moment is when she would tell you she surrendered to christ Mm -hmm. she it it got out of her head and got down in her heart and it got down into her hands and her feet and she began to walk it out she began to be a part of that body of christ and if you're his he doesn't want you on the bench Mm. he doesn't want you in the stands he wants you on the field and so oftentimes we we struggle with that idea because we think we're not qualified. And just for sake of our conversation today, uh, if the Spirit of God is in you, you you are qualified. Mm-hmm. You, you listen, I, I have the saying that says, if God has called you, He has equipped you, He has empowered you, He has equipped you, and He has employed you mm-hmm. to engage. Right in his advancement of the gospel. So spiritual warriors advancing truth is what SWAT stands for. Uh, it's not advanced. Doug is the only one who advances truth. You and I are not the only ones who are to advance truth. We are to all advance truth, you know, as, as his spiritual warriors were to advance truth. And so oftentimes, you know, when you think of the football analogy, uh, I don't know if, if if they pulled me out of the stands, they'd look at my size and go, "Yeah, you're, you're not going to be on the line. Uh, <laughs> you may at best be a, a a tailback or fullback or a running back, and maybe a quarterback. I don't know. Mm. But the reality is, God has uniquely gifted each one of us to serve in the body of Christ. Right. I, I often quote that verse, First Peter four ten says, "As each has received a gift, use it." To serve one another as faithful stewards of God's manifold grace. Yep. So y- each of us have been uniquely gifted. Yeah. And as we look at the study of Mark, we it, it it really Doug did a great job of just pulling that out immediately in his introduction mm-hmm. to Mark. And and let me just begin by this one uh, little uh, passage here uh, from Mark chapter ten. It says in beginning in verse forty two, it says, "And Jesus called them to him." So again, he. He's calling these guys out of the stand. Says he, and Jesus called them to him and said to them, "You know that those who are considered rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, 
and their great ones exercise authority over them. But it shall not be so among you, but whoever would be great among you must be your servant. Mm. And whoever would be first among you must be slave of all. Now remember, this is Mark writing here, verse 45. Here's kind of the key verse, I think, of the entire gospel of Mark. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. I was, uh, last night, I was watching YouTube Live. I don't know if you're familiar with the G3 conference, but the G3 conference started a couple of days ago. And uh, one of my favorite pastors to listen to was uh, Stephen Lawson, Dr. Stephen Lawson. And Stephen Lawson has given this uh, analogy or this, uh, yeah, this story about when he was in seminary under uh, Dr. R.C. Sproul, and he was using this analogy of a teeter-totter. You, you remember teeter-totters sure. when you go to the park? Sure. It's one side's up and one side's we, down. We call them a seesaw. Seesaw, exactly. Yeah. Seesaw. So here's the reality. If you're on a seesaw, you're either up or you're down. Mm-hmm. Well, if God's on that seesaw with us, it's always him up mm-hmm. and us down. Mm-hmm. It's not, we're both, we're not, we're both not up. Right. He's up, we're down. I must decrease. He must increase. Right. And never it, it, it is that witness it. And in the gospels of Mark, you see it in Mark. Mm. Mark's not the the most the best most well spoken you know he's he doesn't have all these things you would typically mm-hmm. think of mm-hmm. uh, he's not one of the original disciples right he's uh, not a disciple really at all an he's apostle. not an apostle yeah. that's what yeah. i should say right. right right well that passage that you read that's one of my favorite passages for a lot of reasons but it what jesus is saying there is in response in the earlier verses to james and john yeah saying granted that we will sit at your left and right hand in your in your kingdom yeah and i think one of the lines in there says and the others became indignant yeah do you think you think yeah yeah i mean think i mean the jewish word right is chutzpah yeah. right but but they didn't even go to jesus no they sent their mother to go yeah. to jesus right <laughs> right but what and, and again but this what is, is that what, what is that conversation hey mom yeah. um yeah do you mind going to Jesus? I mean, we're spending every day with him, but yeah. why don't you go hey, ask? Him? Yeah, yeah, you have a way with words. <laughs> yeah. um, but what I and I and I, and I heard, again, I heard this taught somewhere. It wasn't. It's this is not an original thought with me. But notice that Jesus doesn't tell them <clears throat> you shouldn't desire to be great. He tells them <clears throat> how to be great. how to be great. Exactly, but Good it's point. not the answer that they're expecting yeah and of course it's just like jesus to say that and it's it's the old up is down black is white right 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 it it, he tells them the way to be great is to be the servant of all yeah the way to be great is to be a slave to god sold out to god and um it reminds me of uh there was a there's a, a the late PCA Presbyterian pastor named Jack Miller who authored a great curriculum called Sonship. Yes. That Paul Miller, his son, Doug has had Paul mm-hmm. on as a guest before. He wrote a praying life, I think. Yeah. And but Jack's signature line from that curriculum was cheer up. You're a lot worse than you think. <laughs> exactly. And and the companion line to it was come and die. 
It's yeah. a great way to come to life. Mm. And that's really mm. what Jesus is saying here. He's saying, die to yourself, be the servant of all. Yeah. And that's the way to be great in my kingdom. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I, 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 that mm. always stuck with me that he doesn't, he doesn't rebuke them or say you shouldn't desire to be great, yeah. but he redefines what great is. Oh, exactly. You know, that so is, I that is that was so good. Yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't original. Uh, well, no. <laughs> hey, I'm 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 reading from the text. I, I don't have original thought either, but I love that that you know after what's taken place between James and John and their request, he gathers them together. He calls them together, and you know, so oftentimes I feel like we we can we can sit in isolation and forget that God has called us out of that. He's called us to come together. He's given us a mission. He's given us a purpose. And uh, that purpose is to be a servant. That purpose is to be a slave. How can, and you think about that, that Jesus didn't come to be served. Uh, how often do I look at my life and want to be served as opposed to flipping that and go, what if I walked out the door with eyes that said, how can I serve other people? Mm-hmm kind of goes to what we were just talking about right. this idea that god god is going to provide opportunities yeah. for us to serve but only if we're looking for it. yeah and of course jesus saying i came to serve not to be served is another one of the reasons why so many people missed him as messiah right right because they just thought how could the messiah be a servant yeah right mm. so Anyway, we'll pick back up on that when we come back. We've got one more segment to go. Give us a call at 844-777-7928. If you have a comment or a question, and come on back after the break on SWAT Radio. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is underwritten in part by The Guardian Group. You know Brad Sykes as co-host of SWAT Radio. While Brad is committed to making disciples both on and off the air, his ministry extends into the marketplace as a licensed real estate agent with Keller Williams Southside. Brad and his wife Vicki are real estate agents in Northeast Florida. They are the founding partners of The Guardian Group. They help people buy, sell, and invest in real estate with offices near Butler and Southside Boulevards. 904-580-7255. That's 904-480-7255. And online at guardiangroupjacks.com. That's guardiangroupjacks.com. The Guardian Group. Happy to bring you SWAT Radio on the truth.
We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network, on the radio in St. Simons Island at 91.3. I've been held by Savior. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes. Doug McCary is off today as he normally is on Fridays, but probably listening, probably listening to make sure we stay in line. But uh, well, that's not the point. Supposed to be paying attention to his wife. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) He he usually is on Fridays paying attention to Lori. Yeah. By the way, just to make one more weather comment, we got a text from our good friend James Grimm, who takes care of our SWATradio.com website and does such a great job. It is a high of 48 today in Idaho Falls, where James is. So, it, James, send it down our way, would you please? <laughs> gets cold early there, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> beautiful part of the country, though. I've not been to Idaho Falls, but I've been to uh, Boise and a couple other places, and uh, it's a beautiful area. It is. It is. We don't want your winters, but we <clears throat> we would gladly take I'd li- your fall. I'd like a northern winter for about a week. <clears throat> yeah, I'm good with yeah, that. As Christmas, long as I've got the week between Christmas you know, and New Year's. Yeah, as long as yeah. I've got skis on my yeah. on my boots. There but, you go. Uh, hey, I was uh, reading. That was just. I had this great quote by Andrew Murray. He said, "We're talking about servants." He says, "Just as a servant knows that he must first obey his master in all things, so the surrender to an implicit." An unquestionable obedience must become the essential characteristic of our lives. Mm. And I think about the fact that, you know, you shared that quote a minute ago, and all I could think about was come and die. Mm. Come and die. Mm. You know, so, so often we don't want that. I don't so want it. So die. counterintuitive. <clears throat> it is. To our natural yeah. selves. It's yeah. counterintuitive. That's, but that's Christianity in a nutshell. It's, it's counterintuitive. <laughs> we got to. Doug is texting us saying he is with his wife, but he's listening as well. So he's, <laughs> I've told Doug you can't multitask. <laughs> well, you, Lori brother. likes to listen too. I think. So. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Love us. Love them. Um, but it, it is counterintuitive because it. That's why we have to be regenerated by God in order to understand the gospel. Yeah, because in right. our natural selves, it is completely counterintuitive. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, die to yourself, you know seek the benefit of others be a servant of all you know yeah. deny yourself what that, when, that is the can, complete can, opposite yeah. of what the yeah. world teaches hey can i can i do that i really want to do that yeah. well that's the whole point you know of regeneration it creates in us yeah. in regeneration it creates a heart that desires to do that yeah doug doug has mentioned it several times well so if you it, don't have a desire to to do the lord's will if you don't have a desire and a hunger for his word mm-hmm. you might need to as paul says examine yourself right Right. Uh, because right. I think 
I just believe that doesn't mean we're perfect. No, we're, and it doesn't mean that we won't go through periods where ab- we're down absolutely. or we don't feel like doing something. I mean, that absolutely. happens, but it's the yeah. general yeah. trajectory of yeah. life that yeah. we're talking about. Yeah. But totally. But I mean, it, when you talk about things in that sense, though, it really gives you a new um, understanding and perspective on being born again. That's right. We absolutely have to be new creatures. We have to be of a new race of which yeah. Jesus is the first fruits. Yeah. Right? We, because we, the old self uh, won't do these things. Correct. The, the scripture says no one right. no one seeks after God. Right. No, not one. Right. Right. So you 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 do die. The old person dies. Yeah. The, the the new life is regenerated. Yeah. There's a new life. Right. Unfortunately, the old person still hanging hangs along, around yeah. and yeah. hang tries to hang in there and you know, it is a defeated foe, like yeah. we talked about yeah. earlier, like yeah. Satan is. But just like Satan is a defeated foe, he still has influence at the moment. He He's restrained, but he still has influence. And, and our old self still has influence. And that's why the Bible talks so much about putting the old self to death. <laughs> well, and I mean, I, it's that, hard to that's do. the reality is it, for us to do the will of God. It's going to require dying of yourself being born again and being filled with the spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, and you think about where, where Jesus said, uh, but you're going to receive power when the Holy spirit comes yep. and you're going to be my witnesses. Listen, if we're going to be his witnesses, you're going to have to die to yourself. You're going to have to be born again and you're going to have to have the spirit of God to empower you. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Okay. We beat that one up. Well, just, and I, I had a couple other things in my notes, uh, from, from the teaching on the introduction to Mark, just a couple of little kind of one-off things that I thought were really interesting and a good kind of a good background to going into the study that it, it is recognized, right, as the first gospel written. Right. Um, I don't know if I knew that or not. Um, shortest and most action-packed, <laughs> if you will. Mark tends to be more maybe succinct and, and uh, more about what was going on. Uh, well, I think it's good for us. It's good for for uh, us Gentiles, because that's who Mark wrote right, to. Right, that's right. So it, we right. receive it in a different way than we would if we were Jewish. Right. Yeah. And that he very likely was transcribing Peter's account of Jesus' right. life. And I and, and again, that was one of those things I think I knew high level or had heard, but had not thought about that for a long time. But that's really interesting that 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 Mark, and as we were talking about during the break, Mark spent so much of his time with Peter and Paul, right? And was heavily influenced by them. Well, Doug and I have been chatting about that this week, even on air and off air. You and I were mentioning that earlier. And we've we've mentioned it several times over the course of months and even years that we are so, we ha- our lives have been shaped by, I always say, by the word of God, by the spirit of God, and by the men of God. Mark's life, was changed because of the guys that he hung around mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. I, you know, hard hard to beat hanging out with Paul and Peter, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and the things he must have seen, yeah, and witnessed and and understood through those guys, and and also I I you know we'll, we'll, this will be you know maybe we'll get into this a little bit more as we get into the study, but remember in Acts since we we just did such a thorough study in Acts that that Mark and Paul had a falling out, but a great mark of our, our faith is that we're reconciled not only to God, but to each other. Yeah. 
Now, in our human weakness and frailty, sometimes that reconciliation takes a little longer. Yes. <laughs> God forgives us right away when we yeah. repent and yeah. he's the forgiving father and like in the parable runs out to meet us but uh, when we turn for home. But sometimes with humans, it takes a little longer. But Paul and Peter, I'm sorry, Paul and Mark reconciled. Yeah. And, and the way that Acts ends and, and the way other letters that Paul wrote describe, Mark was a, a valuable companion to him. Well, and to, let's to, be to clear. <clears throat> Mark didn't uh, exit the ministry, if you will. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Barnabas was fighting for him, and yeah. he still it, kept ministering with Barnabas. And, right? and obviously, Paul must have been aware of what Mark was doing. And he realized, okay, I may have dismissed him at some point, but he's clearly a faithful minister. Hmm. Right? That's right. And man, I think there are seasons in our life where we're going to, we, you know, you and I may not agree on everything. Uh, Doug and I may not agree on everything. You may not agree with Doug on everything. You know, the reality is things like that happen. I mean, we've all been separated at one time or another mm. from somebody we love and care for sure. and maybe even co-labored in the gospel together right. with. Right. But I think it's, it's, this is probably one of the highlights for me of the gospel of mm -hmm. Mark. Right. Is that it becomes so aware there's a division of some kind. Um, we don't know exactly what it was. Uh, we do know that Mark deserted. Mm -hmm. he, he left. Right. And and that's how Paul kind of describes him. But as you said, 10 years later, uh, they reunite. Yeah. And, and so much so that at the end of Paul's life, who does he want? He wants John Mark. Mm. He wants Mark yep. uh, to be with him. Yep. That's pretty cool. It is. And you just said John Mark. That was another little uh item here in the introduction that i thought was good it, it, his name john is his kind of jewish name and right. mark is his <clears throat> roman name right right um and and to your point earlier that he's writing to gentiles if you will writing the gospel to gentiles um i and i i guess again i knew that but i hadn't thought about that right. for a while but that he could relate and that um when peter was in prison account you know recounted at the beginning of acts and the church is praying for them they're at John Mark's mother's house. Yeah, exactly. Right? And that's the story where Peter, the angel, frees Peter from prison, and Peter shows up at the door, and the little girl, uh, Rhoda, right? Is it Rhoda? Or is Rhoda the mother? I can't remember. But but I think the girl's name was Rhoda, and she runs back saying, you know, doesn't let him in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the point is that Mark would have been all around that. Yeah, Mark would yeah. have been part of that. Mark would have known Peter really well. Well, think about that. I mean, we were talking about how did, how's God going to use you? You know, and I, you think about John Mark. Okay. He's, he, he's half, he's half Gentile. He's half Jewish. Uh, and we know from this text, he, he is Peter's translator. Mm. Uh, Doug mentioned this earlier this week that, you know, he's taken many trips around the world where he needed a translator. Uh, you and I had translators in the Philippines. I've had uh, Doug and I have had translators in India, mm -hmm. and here, uh, you know, depending on the audience, Mark is the translator for Peter. I, th one of the guys that I met with this morning, he was born in Germany. His mother was German. His dad was American. His dad, out of college, went to Germany for ten years. Th thought it would be a fun thing to do after college. He stayed there ten years. Met a woman, got married, had children. This, this young man that I met with, born in Germany. Mm. Uh, but his parents were missionaries, ended up becoming missionaries in China. Now, connect the dots here. 
he's born in Germany. He knows how to speak German. His parents are missionaries in China for 10 years. He learns Chinese. Mm-hmm. And now he's back in America. Mm. You think you think God can't use a guy like that? Right. That's kind of like Mark. Right. You know. That's right. And 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 the fact that Peter referred to Mark as his spiritual son. Mm-hmm. Right? That you know tells you something else. You know about Mark and about the influence of Peter. And it's Paul. like Paul and Timothy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, we are gonna uh, we're coming to the end of the program here and coming to the end of the week on SWAT Radio. Um, next week we will be delving into you and Doug. Actually, Doug and I will be on on Monday and Tuesday. You're going to be away. Uh, I'm going to be out for a week. I know you've got wedding stuff coming up, and yeah. and and uh, <clears> hope <throat> that goes well. Um, we will be getting into the first uh, eight verses of Mark next week, as that's what our lesson was in SWAT Bible study this week. Hope you'll join us for Mark uh, chapter 1, verses 1 through 8, and we will see you next week on SWAT Radio. Have a great weekend.